Previously on Adventures in Questing. You step through and are immediately just uh, hit with fierce, freezing winds. Probably about a hundred miles away from you, you can see a tree because that tree is probably about two miles wide and three miles high. You see these, this white, clawed, muscular hand. <gasps> something on the roof breaks Wait. and you can hear something crawling down the wall. We don't know what it's you take 28 points of cold. Oh, she's down. <laughs> Layla just hits the ground. I'm going to action surge and push through the space of the dragon and start heading downstairs. Okay, I'm gonna cast sleep on that dragon. Gets hit with a spell and just kind of... <laughs> yeah! And just oh falls God. completely asleep. What kind of thing would it be to try to like throw this dragon out the window? You would make an athletics check and he would contest it with his. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And you just judo throw this dragon over your shoulder and out the window, and he falls out of sight. And then I'm gonna turn to everyone and say, get the fuck out! I want us all to make it out of this. It has been a long couple of days. This figure falls completely through the air, and <laughs> lands in the water with a huge round shield, like slung on his back, with an eight-pointed star carved into it, like rolls his shoulders, kind of cracks his neck, and kind of tightens gloves and stuff, kind of turns around. Fuck! Just like reaches up. Are there? We are from an ancient civilization. You have disturbed our home. Why is that voice so low? Why are you doing that? Make a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, that's really good. 25. <laughs> Hang on. Kind of goes, Royce. I'm just looking at him like, what? Kind of now turning and looking at you. He has like a very handsome, youthful looking halfling face, like most halflings do. You know, that's subjective. I would say he is. I would say he looks like back when Cole Sprouse was blonde. Oh, um, but, like a, but like an adult. But said, like adult Cole Sprouse. You said back when, and I was like, oh. He's, he's brunette now. Right, back when made me think. Yes, he's 12. Sweet. Oh no, like before he dyed his hair black to play Jughead in that show. I'm a weird guy. And he just kind of looks like kind of handsome and kind of boyish, kind of puts his hand down. Right, I don't have any quarrel with any sort of ancient civilization. I'm just, uh, that is not what we are. Yeah, I'm totally kidding. Well, all right. That doesn't seem all right. I wasn't expecting anyone down here. What's yeah. your name? I'm Micah Stout. I'm Winnie. He looks at all of you guys kind of very confused. Uh, Winnie just like very happily saying her name, just kind of sits there, kind of points past you. Did you all just come from in there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not much. It's kind of dusty, old stone. Didn't really think there was a way to get in there other than points up to the crack. Yeah, well, uh... So you don't live down here? No, this is not my home. It just fell from the... No, I don't, I don't live here. I mean, um, going foraging. I don't know. I don't want to pry, but when you were in there, it didn't happen to see like a sword. What kind of kind? sword? A great sword. Great like sword. a big, like six foot long, no. like a blue handle, that sort of thing, like a jagged edge, asymmetrical. No, didn't see anything like that. Why do you need the sword? What is asymmetrical? Asymmetrical, like one side is not the same as the other. Uh, what do you need with the sword? He looks at you, Doc, with kind of like a strange expression, like, oh, a dragonborn. Oh yeah, it's a friend of mine, sword. I'm just looking to get it back to him. Who is your friend? I don't really know you, don't really feel comfortable giving out my friends. Well, if we're names. just gonna give you a sword, we don't know you, we don't know what you're doing. Oh, well, I thought we you said you didn't have it. The sword. I don't 
Genetic confusion. Sorry, uh, backtrack just a little bit. You have a little star on the back of your shield. Yeah. I mean, in in there, it's like the same thing on the ground. Really? Uh, yeah. What yeah, what, what is, is that of? The star on my shield. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an old symbol for Vale. Could do you, you mind if I just go in there and have a look then? Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have it? No. Oh no. I have the sword. All right. I don't know if it. Hi. Um. My name's Pim, and I'm going to because I don't think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, um, he kind of, no, you like step forward and hold out his hand. He just kind of gives you a little surprise, like, "Fuck, another halfling." I shake his hand. Shakes it. I don't know if it's related, but I I believe that um, my friend here also found a sword. I don't know if they're like similar at all. You like look. I mean, he can see it. It's like a sword. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. Do I take a peek? Uh, it's not the one that I'm looking for. I don't really need to. And all right, I'm gonna twirl it in my hand. Did your friend go through there? Oh, I don't know. Um, it was lost a long time ago, and I just detected a magical weapon down here, and it was kind of faint, which could either mean that it was a not as powerful magic weapon, or it was just like deeply under the ground. So I don't know if he's ever been here before, but um, I just felt that there was a magic weapon, but... Yeah, it's probably this. Could have just been that, but I... Can I just squeeze past it? Get in there. Yeah, around. do you want help? I can help you look around if you want. Oh, by the way, there's a door in there. Yeah, don't go through it. Two dragons are on the other side. Kind of looks through. There's like two doors in here. The carving of a door. The door that doesn't really look like a door. Is yeah. a door. Yeah, it's a door. Don't go through Yeah, but don't go in there. Yeah. So don't walk through the solid stone. Got it. I'll... Can I use the other doors? I mean, yeah. You can so. do whatever I mean. you want. We're not, we're not in charge. Oh, all right. <laughs> and he just goes inside. Uh, he spends about 15 minutes, comes back, looking kind of disappointed. So no luck? No such luck. Do you know how to get out of here? Can you not come back, go back the way you came? Well, we came, we came from Landlock. Are you familiar with, like, are you from there? I know it. I don't really go there a lot. I don't really like it a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. I've had some bad experiences there. But, um, yeah, well, like the whole kind of town had a bad experience. The shackle was under attack last night, and we had to escape. All right. So no, we can't go back the way we came. Right, uh, I can fly up real quick. You can fly. Huh? Yeah, I can fly. Is that how you Do you jump? have wings? No, that was just me falling. Do you have wings? Sometimes falling is faster than flying. Oh, wow. No, I don't have wings. Be a bit cumbersome with wings, I think. Can you teach me how to fly? No. I just want to say, Winnie has a mad crush on my gun. She's like, <laughs> open mouth, just like looking at him like, oh my uh, god. So it's something, uh, I suppose, that you can learn yourself. I can't really just teach you how to do it. Okay. But I can fly up to the top. I can't really like accompany you further than that, but I can get you <clears> up <throat> through the, the uh, crack in the earth there. My guess kind of steps forward. Yeah, I can... Fly out here if you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah sure. that'd be great. You know, just to let you know, that's we're standing in the vast, so you're about 50 miles north of shore. Okay. I can't just like accompany you 50 through the desert. 50 miles north of what shore? The yes. south shore of the vast. Okay. What's it called? The shore? Yeah, is, is there like a city name there? Uh, if you just go south, if you follow the river south, you can come to Silas. It's like a transportation hub city there. You can get um, a ship or a cart or something like that if you need to get somewhere else. How do we go south? I do not uh, know how to read the map. Oh. Well, we get up there, I'll point you in the right direction, I suppose. Great. All right, yeah. Thank nice. you so much. Come on, little one. Woo. You walk up and step on his boots, and he, like, fucking Superman, like, <laughs> flies right up into the air, and one by one, it comes down. For the you three, the bigger guys, he, like, one hand grabs you and flies you up. Whoa. Like, your weight is absolutely nothing to him. Um, he seems very, very strong. He flies you all up to the top, lands, and he kind of walks up to you, Layla. That way south, he points in a direction. Okay. If you go that way, you'll eventually come across the River Key, and you can just follow the River Key down to Silas. I don't know if you're looking for a ship, but it's at least got beds, place to eat. All right, well. Can I ask about your sword? 
Uh, what's my outfit? Can I see it? He kind of reaches up and pulls it out, and you can see like a dark gold handle with dark blue leather wrapped around it. You can see that eight-pointed star, but in an amulet form that's been like wrapped around the cross guard and is kind of hanging there. You see a dark metal metallic blade that kind of curves up at the tip like a falchion with a slightly serrated portion of it on like the cutting edge. I think you would probably recognize the metal as adamantine, like which is an incredibly rare hard metal, not only to find, but to smith and to create weapons with. Um, you, if you have an adamantine sword, it's because you either found one and lucked out or like you have an incredibly connected friend or a very talented smith friend or something like that. It's very, very, very rare. It's Valerian steel. Did your friend who you're looking for the other sword for make this for you? No. Same bloke actually made both of our swords. They're kind of one of a kind. It's really nice. Thank you. I just have this one. <laughs> Pulls it out. Covered in rust. <laughs> do you know what these symbols mean? You lift, you, oh, wait, how do you have those symbols? In my, on his shield. Uh, he his shield is symbols. just the star. There's no symbols on the points. Oh. Do you remember, I didn't do you know the symbols that connect to these points? Uh, don't really ever connect symbols to these points. It's just an eight-pointed star. It's the symbol of Vale. Not really anymore, but it was for a while. Thora's going to take out the... Oh wait, no, you have it. We the have box? the box? Yeah, yeah, I have the box. Never mind, I won't. But I'll look at you and say, the box say, does have the, the symbols on the points. Mm -hmm. But I'll look at you and say, show them the box. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? All right, I take out the box and I push the button. Do you mean ah, these symbols? Leave a flint Yes, yes. Can, I, can I? Yeah. Take it. Sure. <laughs> he looks at it. No, I, I recognize the star, but I've never seen those symbols before. All right. Interesting. Tosses it back to you. To Raiden? He okay. sheathes the sword. All right, well, um, good luck, I suppose. Yeah. Thanks for hey, your best Hey, best finding that sword. If you need, I mean, we'll keep an eye out for it. I'd appreciate that. Is there that. a place that we can, like, I mean, if we happen upon it. If you happen it? upon the sword, just, you seem like good enough folk. Just keep it out of other people's hands. Is it bad? No, it's just personal to my friend, and it would not do well in someone bad's hands. Is there somewhere we can find you? I'm on the road a lot. More often than not, I'll probably run across you, but... No, cool. I'll find it. We bring it to your friend? No, I mean, you could, but I don't really feel comfortable just giving out his address. Oh. All right, well, I'll catch you, you later. Thanks for Walk, Walks over you. to you, Pim, extends his hand, Plastic. shake it. Keep fighting, brother. And his feet leave the ground, and he whoop, flies off. How does he do In, that? like, an easterly direction. You guys are standing there on in the desert. <laughs> This desolate wasteland. All right, so... Shall we start going towards that town? Yeah, what's the plan? I mean, we don't really have any direction of where we're going or what we're doing or... <laughs> like, I think we need to find some work. I mean, we don't have anything to do right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get to a town and see if anyone knows about what happened. Yeah. All right, so the closest town probably is the one south. Yes. Silas. Thanks, Silas. Yeah. Should we go there? Yeah. Sure. Everyone in? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or do you want to go back down into the tunnel? Mm -hmm. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! go to He's scary and dark down there. Silas, I just, I mean, up. I don't know if Raph had anything at the end. I don't know. I think we found all that, all that we could. All right. For now, I think we have to do some research on whatever this thing is that I'm still carrying. The tripod. <laughs> and figure out what he was looking for. Well, let's get to that yeah. town and we can rest and figure out. I mean, Doc, I know that there was that, the ruby thing that Layla has that you were interested in. So we can, we can figure it out, but I'd just really like to get somewhere a little bit safer than the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Let's see if you can find anything about what happened. Sounds good. I don't really have a home anymore, so I'll go whatever. Yeah, you say we okay. hit the road. I right. fill up my canteen. Fill up the canteen in the, in the stream that flows down into the, into the slot, and you guys head south. It's uh, important. <laughs>
and you head south, kind of just walking in this desolate wasteland. Layla's leading the way. All right. Because he told the whole told her where south was. Yeah. Who wants to keep watch as you are walking south? I don't know. It's, it's about mid morning, BT dubs. I mean, I, I mean, Layla's taking the lead. So, so Layla and who else? All right. So Layla and Doc, both of you roll perception checks. Layla could fail. Cool. You're just like south. <laughs> This is the direction that South is. <laughs> <laughs> Math is hard. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, you guys walking south eventually come across, um, find yourself looking down now at the River Key, this wide, wide uh, river of like kind of dark brown, muddy water that is flowing through the canyon and just start following, following the river up on top of the cliff. It is a moderately hot day. It's springtime, so it's not blazing hot, but it's pretty hot. You guys are I'm going to unbutton my jacket again. Okay. <laughs> and you uh, continue along, and for many hours you walk, walk. Every once in a while you think you see like a bird flying up, but there is very little life in the vast. It is desolate. You guys spend the rest of your day walking, and eventually the sun sets, and it starts to grow dark. Should we think about camping? Yeah, we should look for a good place to stay. I know there's not much around, but... You have Red Rock Desert all around you, or you can go down into the canyon and camp by the river. It's up to you. Or, I I mean, you could not camp and just push on through the night. The river, I think, provides a little more protection. The river is between, like, the Slot Canyon, essentially? You've left the Slot Canyon behind. It wasn't really a Slot Canyon. It was, like, a crack in the earth. Okay, You've left that behind. So as you were moving south, the river kind of bent to kind of meet your path. So now you're just kind of following the river, like Micah told you to do. So, like, I don't understand where we can go down. Down, like. like you could crawl, the river is in a canyon, so you could crawl down into the canyon and like camp out in like the shade. Oh, so we're up so on we're a cliff. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're like looking down upon the river. Raiden, yeah. uh, you have a level of exhaustion because you yeah. haven't slept in over 24 hours. Yep. Okay. But we're going to sleep now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys want to climb down into the canyon to camp or do you want to just camp up here on the cliff edge? How wide is it? The river? The canyon slash uh, river. Well, actually. the river is roughly, at this point, probably 100 feet wide. Um, so the canyon is probably about 150 feet wide. Yeah, why don't we go down? It's pretty steep. There's not really a beach. I feel like we should be careful for any kind of flash floods. Yeah, maybe we what should camp up flash here flood? then. Well, I just also feel like we're in the middle of nowhere here, and like anyone, I mean, it's the vast. We know what comes out here, mm-hmm. and I feel like if we don't try to hide a little bit. Oh, yeah, sure, no, I totally us, agree. I'm just you know? saying that you never know what can happen out here in the canyons. Yeah, that's fair. But I think I, like, I guess if there's any is... kind of moisture, it could trigger a lot of water coming down. But I, I think I as long as people keep watch, I mean, it's, quickly, it's but... some protection. It's better than nothing. Yeah, and I mean, we're truthfully in either way. Sure, just wanted everyone to be aware. If you hear yeah. any weird rushing sounds. Yeah, it's a good thing to be on the lookout for. Um, yeah. Flash flood. Like, um, Le- 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 Layla's gonna cast pr- Presto and like shoot some like sparks out of her hands. Like flash? It's like a flood that happens really, really fast. Oh. Flash meaning really quick. Like in there, it could just be a wall of flash. water. She just starts running around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, don't go too far. My name is Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. <laughs> so you got, I, sorry, I, couldn't quite tell. Are you going down into the canyon to yeah. camp or are you camping up top? Is down. it easy access to get down there too? Yeah, I think you could take some going, but you wouldn't have to make a check or anything to climb down there. You climb down and you guys uh, camp up for the night. Who is taking watch? Not me. I'll take the first. Yeah, okay. So roll perception checks, both of y'all with disadvantage. Neither of you have dark vision. But I'm a dragon. You can breathe ice. I'll say it again. I'm a dragon. Do you not want to breathe ice anymore? I'll give you Did dark you vision if is... you'll give me your breath. Oh, it's like making a deal with, like, Ursula yeah, perception or with disadvantage. <laughs> Ursula. 
give me. All I want is your breath. Your breath. <laughs> That Ten. is 11. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is great. It's so calm and chill and quiet. Kind of nice and cool down here by the river. <laughs> it's quite nice. You oh, can no. feel like just gurgling of the water. It's I nice. do want to have a conversation. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good. Conversation. Oh, conversations for us. Yeah. Uh, what do you... I've read some about Genasis, and there's not very much information about them. I know. They're like, not a nomadic know. tribe. They are they are barely there are a lot of people who would probably argue that they're not even like a race anymore because there's mm -hmm. so few of them. Which um, is a deeply problematic thing to say, but people are problematic in this world. Like they are the close like they're kind of like an endangered species. Like dodo birds. They're extinct. Those are extinct. Yeah. Nah, I have one. Oh. You should probably tell people about them. <laughs> no, because people will take it. That's fair. What just happened? Anyway, yeah. continue with your conversation. Um, yeah, so you would know that they are very rare, that there are Genasi in like the city of Asajj, but there are not that many, especially considered like compared to like how many halflings or gnomes or elves or dwarves or humans there are. But do you believe in like the ancient cities? And like is that more faith in the Genasi world or is it more uh, uh, I don't I guess. I mean, what we just found certainly looked like an ancient city that I was, like, taught about as a kid, mm -hmm. I guess. I can't, like, give you much information. I didn't really do the whole book-reading thing mm -hmm. that, like, you guys like to do. Everybody has their own journey. Yeah, that definitely wasn't mine. I like to hit things. <laughs> hey, that's good. We need somebody who hits hard. Oh, well, gotcha there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I mean, yeah, it was, it was in, like, the stories and, like, the times, like, we went to the temple or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, so I, I guess I do. Yeah. I mean, what we just looked at definitely looked like one of those old cities. So I feel more inclined to think, yep, that's one of the old cities. Were there a lot of Genasis around you? Like, were you around a lot of Genasis? Sorry if I'm prying. You can tell me to stop. It's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we lived in, like, where all Genasi live. That's where we're from. Where? Hold on, I'm going to take my notes. <laughs> the city of Asajj. Yeah, Asajj. I mean, that's where pretty much all Genasi live, and that's where me and Raiden are from. But you guys were on a ship for a while, and you guys talked to us about that Yeah. a little bit? Yeah, our, we were on ships with our parents. So you guys were explorers? Uh, we or... were like, like we did a lot of trade mm. merchants, and merchants. then... Our, uh, our mom did a lot of like political stuff, and, like met with important people. Mm -hmm. That wasn't really my thing. Like Jaden did that with her. Like I. Raiden. Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first time that's happened. Remarkably, should won't we, be the last. Should we, should we keep? Hold on, we're gonna start Let's a tally. A <laughs> Ding. Uh, Raiden. That was kind of his thing that he did with my mm -hmm. mom. I just kind of wanted to stay out with my dad on like the ships and stuff. Were you political figures in the Genasi world, or like diplomats? I mean, we we were more merchants, but like mm -hmm. our our mom did do that kind of thing. Like I guess our family kind of was. Hmm. Sorry, it's just. It's okay. We've known each other for a little while. I guess you get to ask. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in a family business, in a way. Like like if what you... we did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was that was our thing, and it me and Raider were always gonna like take over one day. Mm-hmm. Do you still want to do that, or do you want to go on your own path? Uh, I think when you say that, like, like I, I think you can tell that this whole thing, she's kind of been uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but she's, like, trying to because she, like, has known you for a little bit longer, but I think she gets, like, really tense when you ask that. Mm -hmm. I 
I don't really know. I'd like to. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can go back. I feel that. What do you mean? To go back to a civilization, to your homeland after knowing all the different things that you know, after experiencing everything. I guess. I just, I don't know, it was, always, it was like a, a dream of mine and Raiden's, and it was just our goal that we were, we were just going to take over for our parents one day, but like I thought that was hundreds of years from now, mm. and I, it just happened too quickly, and I'm, I just don't know if it's the right thing. I believe you'll find your way, even if you don't believe it right now, but we're all here for each other. We're all here, even though we're all sleeping right now. Gestures to sleeping <laughs> friends. <laughs> sleeping friends. <laughs> but I feel like each of us have our individual stories that we all need to help each other with. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know, I've just, I've just done a lot of stuff that I'm not proud of. I just want to do what I can to try to do the right thing. If I can help in any way, I will. I think there's a lot of things going on right now that are not ideal. Can I ask you something? Yeah. I just know you're pretty smart and you've seen a lot of things. I'm going to show you what she draws in, like, the sand or... Like, can she, like, draw, yeah. like, the dirt? Draw the sand. I'm gonna draw that. Chiseling? Yeah, she's gonna draw that. It's like a drawing of a bird, an outstretched wing, and an open mouth, and stars coming out of the mouth. Have you ever seen that before? Uh, make a wisdom check. 14. A 14? Nope. Is it humanoid? Is it's not a humanoid symbol, nope. No, you don't recognize it? I do not, but I can look it up. Okay, but don't tell Raiden that I brought it up to you, or really anyone else. You can just keep that to yourself. Is it a specific type of bird? That's outstretched. It just looks like a bird, like a simple sketch of a bird. And if you see that anywhere, like I just know that you pick up on things and pay attention to things a lot sooner than other people, but if you see that, mm -hmm. like I need you to tell me and like we can't be around. Like you and Raiden can't None be around None of us, that? it's not safe if we're around that. Can I ask where you've seen this before? Just so I can possibly research it. If you don't want to, it's fine. I'll look it up and I'll do my best to figure out what it is. And I'll tell you. We can have a secret word. <laughs> if I say the word grape, I don't know what grapes are. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've had grapes. <laughs> but no, I will. I will come to meet you immediately when I find out what it is. Okay. If I find out, I cannot promise you that I will find yeah. anything based on rolls that I've been making recently. <laughs> Based on the rolls. Based on rolls, it's not what looking rolls? good. Yeah, like These rolls that I've been making, <laughs> which are bad. Just bad bad rolls. He just cuts to Doxy uh, making stop rolls. Bread. <laughs> stop putting sand in them, probably. Um, but yeah, that'd be great. But if I'm not around and you see it, don't get involved. Okay, I'll come to you first. Okay. Thank you for telling me this. Yeah, just Please don't say anything. My doctor patient confidentiality. <laughs> <laughs> what does <No>. that mean? <laughs> no, um I keep secrets. Okay. I'm not I don't I don't know things, but like I can't look stuff up for you, but if mm -hmm. like you need me to hit something hard for you. Yes. I can do that. Keep a lookout for dragons. Well, I mean, well, we just saw those white ones. Yeah, well, if you see, see any dragonborns like me. You're the only one I've ever seen. I get that a lot. <laughs> But, yeah. And we've done a lot of trade. We've mm -hmm. been a lot of places. Well, I hope all, all of you one day can go to my country, maybe. But it might be a little, yeah. little ways down the line. Yeah, and uh, as long as we're not going through the dragon teeth, it'd be great. Did you go through the dragon teeth? We didn't make it through. Doxy just kind of puts her head down. 
That's where we lost our parents. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pushed so hard for us to go. Dragonborns are not perfect. And we've done some things that have prevented the outside world from being in. I mean, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't like Dragonborn did this to us. It was that we went through waters that we couldn't get through and we knew we couldn't, but Raiden and I thought we were smarter and that we could be better than our parents. Like, it's not like someone did this to us. It was, you know, the seas and cliffs that are impossible to get through. Were you trying to get to the Dragonborn civilization? Yeah, we thought it would be a really good opportunity for like some trade and stuff. And we just thought it would be a really good advantage for our family and for our town and everything. We just got a little too full of ourselves. No one can get through those waters. Not even the most experienced sailor. And I apologize. Apologize, you didn't do it. Still, losing family is not something to take lightly. Like, it does hurt. If you can keep this between us two, I don't really mm -hmm. talk, period. Well, I'm glad you opened up to me. I don't think she looks at you anymore. <laughs> I think she will talk to you, but I don't think she'll look at you anymore. You guys just kind of yeah, chat with the rest of your... staring off. Staring off. Me. You finish up your four hours. Who wants to take the other watch? Raiden, you're, you're sleeping the whole time to get rid of that exhaustion. <laughs> Winnie and, and Pim. Winnie and Pim. Uh, roll perception checks. Neither of you have dark vision, right? The cutest duo in this party. Oh, you yeah. do, Gnome. So yeah, you, uh, only Pim rolls with disadvantage. We didn't even Ooh, I rolled the same each time. I crit failed. Oh, no. Cool. <laughs> Guys, sit there. I feel real well. You're really good passive, though. Okay. <laughs> you guys are just kind of sitting. Hey, stop Listening it. to the gurgling of the water. You guys hear... Uh, on the other side of the river, and as you kind of like look over, you see three large stegosaurus that walk down <gasps> the what? cliff. That kind of walk down the like loose terrain. Dinosaurs? Yeah. And just kind of lower their mouths down and start to drink. Ooh. There's been dinosaurs already. The guards in Landlock rode raptors. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But huge. Just like, kind of drinking. Roll what I know about them. Yeah, roll a nature check. Nine. Um, there's a smaller subspecies that used to live in like your neck of the woods hmm. that you guys would sometimes use as like a beast of burden to like pull like a big oh. cart or to like get rid of like a huge rock or like a fallen tree because they're they so mean? strong. Huh? Are they mean? Uh, they're they have really bad eyesight, hmm. which just makes them a little bad tempered, like a rhino. Ah, oh, okay. But they don't seem to notice you. They're just drinking from the water and then after a little while they kind of like looking around kind of swaying their spiked tails you see this these two little stegosaurs kind of come down the cliff little babies oh and, and drink a little bit and then they all as kind of a little herd walk away and out of sight that was cute that was really nice that was so <laughs> lovely they're just like out here doing their thing <laughs> i've read i've never seen one of those in real life but i've read about them in books really i've kind of seen yeah subspecies of them. Really? Mm-hmm. But not anything like that. Those little babies were so cute. Uh -huh. Wait, they were babies, right? Yeah, they were babies. <laughs> babies. Little stegosaur babies. <laughs> They're so cute. Okay, you guys just kind of sitting in silence, in com comfy silence, listening to the river. I'm gonna pull out that book that I definitely said that I took with me. Which book? Yes. The book by Nadia. Oh, the My Time I was like, and I'm taking that book with me, yes. and I'm really glad I did. So were the pair of you just have continuing your book club and reading this book together or what are you doing yeah i definitely wanted to have a conversation with Winnie first though so okay. i think i see like you pull out the book and then i'm like i smile being like oh you like in recognition that you grabbed it yeah before that was so unexpected what the stegosaurus or the book like everyone dying oh yeah sorry i was trying not to think about it yeah i'm sorry yeah no it's okay huh yeah it's awful 
never seen anything like that. Yeah, me neither. Like, who would do that kind of thing? I don't know. Raf was a really good person to me. I don't know. Yeah, you've known him for a while, right? Yeah. I think it's been about five years now. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, took care of me, you know? Like, he was just so Yeah, he was gracious. really nice. Yeah. I didn't even do very much for him, and he just let me stay there all the time. I'm sorry. I feel like you knew him the best out of all of us. Yeah, maybe he's still out there. Yeah, he seemed to be doing really well at the end there. I didn't really see. I'll take your word for it. I hope I get to see him again. I wanted to say thank you. <sighs> sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that we're all here. Yeah, this is a good group. Good group of people. I've never, like, did you recognize those people? What people? They came in. The people in the white robes? Yeah. No. No. No, I've never <laughs> seen that before. I've never seen that outfit or anybody like that. Did you? Have you? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I, I know that I, um... I haven't really felt that angry in a really long time. So that was kind of weird. Like mm -hmm. when they walked in and started hurting everybody. So I think they're really bad people. And, and I don't think everybody w wants to find them, but I would like to know who they are and why they did what they did. Me too. Really intimidating to imagine that though. <laughs> like all of them again. Oh yeah, I don't think I could handle that. All of them again? Oh no. Mm -mm. <laughs> no siree. That does not sound fun. Maybe by the time they get here again, or we find them, I'll be way better at magic. Oh, I bet you will. <laughs> You're really good. Thanks. And like you keep <laughs> learning more things and I'm so impressed. Like, <sighs> like you know, because I, I don't really understand it. If I'm being honest, like I- Oh my gosh, neither do I sometimes. Really? Like yeah. how did you learn? Like how did one just realize that they suddenly have this like power to shoot things out of their hands that's literally what happened did you know that have i told you that i don't think so oh wow that's what happened i am a big reader as you know <laughs> and um i found this book in my family's library and i was reading it and it just like and i was like what was that because i didn't know what it was and then i tried it again and then i lit a blanket on fire <laughs> So I put that out real fast and then I ran to my parents because I was really scared <laughs> and uh, I was really young. I think I was like uh, in my like early teens or something and they were like, I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them actually. I didn't tell them that it came out of my hands. I just said I set a blanket on fire. I don't know how they didn't ask any more questions. <laughs> But they didn't. They are probably talking to my sister or something. But anyway, so then I just kept the book. And I just kept reading the book. And I just kept trying to understand it. And it was so cr crazy because the first time I opened it, I couldn't read it. And I was like, I'm so smart. I can speak a lot of languages. What is this? And then one day it just like, like made sense. And like the words just like made sense. <laughs> Well, that doesn't happen all the time. There's a spell that I have here in my pouch that I don't really know what it is yet. Until when? Uh, what do you mean? Like, how do you know? Like, suddenly... Oh, I just have to kind of figure out what it is. Uh, I think it's an illusory spell, but that's all I can really figure out when I glanced at it. Yeah, it was on one of those scrolls. Like, it's so weird. Like, I never could imagine just that, you know? Well, how did you become a fighter? I, I mean, I really, like, didn't expect to. <laughs> what do you I, mean? I would mostly just work for my family and live a really simple life, you know? And I found this sword and I like unsheath it and it has like, you can see it's like rusted and really like tarnished. It's like copper when it becomes kind of blue, like the Statue of Liberty. I found this in the middle of nowhere and lived in a farm town and well, someone had to keep the coyotes away. <laughs> <laughs> And it was you! I kind of did that and then the more I started to play with it I realized it was just kind of different and it kind of made me feel like the people that I read about that they could get really good at something. 
and make a lot of a difference through that. Wow, Pam. I relate. Sometimes you just feel like you're meant for something else, you know? Yeah. Something yeah. different. Mm. Totally understand that feeling. Why'd you leave your sword all rusty like this? Can't you make it shiny like all the other swords? I think he's like kind of defensive. not like embarrassed <laughs> just like, or like defensive, but just kind of like, yeah, like Weird. Weird. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, it's a great sword. It's a well, it's not a great sword, but it's a really great sword. Well, like, and it doesn't have to be shiny. I just wondered. Uh, I guess I didn't really think about it. Also, I just kind of left, and well, I didn't really come from like a lot of money, you know. That's like not the kind of thing that like I really thought about doing with the money that I have. But not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, they're like, should we read the book or something? Yes. <laughs> We should totally read one of these stories, one of these chapters. So you start reading, I would say probably for the rest of the night as you read for your little four hours. Oh, I watch it so oh. bad. Um, so good, you read about Nadia and Bertrand and their adventures in the Undead Valley, and you read a couple chapters about where they spend like three nights trapped in a house surrounded by zombies before fighting their way out. You read a story about how they spent uh, a night sneaking through the lair of the undead king, the vampire king himself, to try to track down a vampire spawn, which was the declared prey that Bertrand said he was going to hunt down. Then you read a couple of chapters that are like as action-packed and are just kind of like the two of them growing much closer as friends and experiencing like the weird ethereal beauty of this undead valley and having a couple interactions with some lichens, some were bears and rats, and, and a couple of were tigers that were like living in a pride in the undead valley. And probably by the by the time like the dawn is coming up, you get to a chapter where they discover they have to cut through a black dragon swampy realm to reach the vampire spawn that they're trying to hunt. And that's probably where you get by the time that the sun comes up and everyone's starting to wake up. Uh, I gotta cover some dreams. Leila, we'll do you first. Casting it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing to describe because you're just having like your regular dreams, um, nothing too insane. But every once in a while, there's just a flash of fire, like, and there's just fire in your vision, and then it changes back. There are flashes of hands reaching for the sky, completely covered in dark red blood. There are screaming children running for their lives, and throughout all of these visions kind of in the back, um, kind of like over, like almost superimposed over it, you keep seeing a sketch of an eye looking up, like an eyeball, but the iris is looking straight up. And instead of eyelashes on the eye, on the upper edge, it is hands reaching for the sky instead of eyelashes. You keep seeing flashes of that and you keep hearing your voice yell, Feral! And getting more and more desperate with every time that you yell it. And for a very brief moment, you see a woman <coughs> standing on a stone platform, grinning with this broad, <coughs> wide, manic grin and these wide eyes. And you see um, an elf. This, this person is an elf with really long black hair that as it reaches the ends becomes bright orange with her hands extended outward and Flames from underneath her are like illuminating her face and she is just looking at you, directly at you, with just this power that fills you with fear. And then those dreams just go away and return you back to your regular dreams. Did any of it feel familiar? It all felt vaguely familiar. What, what color skin did, did the elf have? Did the elf have? Uh, the elf had pretty pale skin. The hands covered in blood. Did they look like, did they look like my hands? Uh, they looked like various t kinds of hands. Um, none of them looked like yours. The screaming children, did any of them sound like the one I heard like, when she killed? Yeah, you did recognize that little elf child with the blonde pigtails running. Anything else? Any other questions? No. 
Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, can you tell me what's what's going on? <laughs> uh, Raiden. Yes. You are standing on a precipice. This cliff, which stands hundreds of feet above a churning, roiling sea. The sky is dark, gray clouds block out the sun, and this ground-shaking <laughs> sound as a wave hits the cliff and literally splashes hundreds of feet high and soaks through your armor and through your hair and just completely covers you in salty, briny water as the rain starts to fall all around you. As you stand on the edge and look down, a flash of light <laughs> fills your vision and a massive bolt of lightning strikes the ocean and illuminates everything with this bright white light. And when it fades, Thora is standing next to you. And Thora, you are standing next to your brother. Wait, so I'm like having this dream. You can also. see you can see your brother standing upon a cliff and you can see your sister. And the pair of you are standing on the edge of this cliff and the storm is raging around you and Raiden, you hear in your head a voice like thunder. Jump, soldier, jump. <laughs> Another bolt of lightning strikes the water. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear that, right? Actually, you did. But it seemed like it was directed to him. You know, you heard it in your head. Jeez, uh, um, what's <laughs> Another bolt of lightning strikes the I'm, water below I'm gonna you. look at Raiden, and I'm, I'm just gonna like give you a smile and a nod, and I'm just gonna jump. Okay, Thor leaps off I'm the like, cliff. Oh yeah, this is definitely a dream. <laughs> are, you going, are you following? Uh, yeah. You Raiden, well, well, first, he's gonna put like his pike like into the ground. You bury your pike into the earth. And then he's gonna jump. You just hang in the air and start to plummet towards the water after your sister. As the two of you plummet towards it, suddenly the water seems to shift and a face appears in the water. These dark eyes and a nose and a mouth that is just a whirlpool. And as the two of you fall through and into the whirlpool, you hit sand. And the pair of you tumble down a dune, a sand dune of immense size in the middle of a massive desert. The sea is completely gone. You are completely dry. And as you scramble to your feet, you look around to see nothing but sand and heat. The sky is red. And as you turn, the wind kicks up in your face and you see a massive wall of sand, a sandstorm blasting towards you. You can see bolts of lightning, dark red, <laughs> cracking within the sandstorm as it roars toward you. And for a very brief moment, right before it hits you, you think you see a form standing within it, tall with dark red glowing eyes that reaches forward. And the sandstorm seems to <laughs> surge forward even quicker. And right as it hits you, <laughs> the sand becomes snow. And you are caught in the middle of a snowstorm, a riling blizzard, and you are standing atop a frozen lake. You can see every time you move and shift your weight, the ice <laughs> kind of cracks underneath underneath your feet. It is so cold and the wind is blowing so hard that you cannot see within three feet of yourselves. So you just barely manage to reach out and grab one another before you completely lose track of one another and you kind of pull each other close. The wind is pushing you so hard that you are actually having trouble standing straight and you hear rhythmic footsteps approaching you, making the entire frozen lake shake. And you see a large crack in the ice that stretches towards you. And before any of you can yell out, the ice from underneath you breaks and you tumble into the frozen water. You sink and sink. And you can see some light, maybe the moon, some white light cutting through the water. There doesn't seem to be any ice on the surface now. You are sinking and you both begin to kick and swim to the surface. 
And as you <laughs> break through, you are back in that churning, roiling sea, being buffeted by waves like Whitecaps crest and crash down onto you and force you back underwater and you kick back up. As you are treading, you look up, Raiden, and you can see the cliff that you leapt from and you see the pike embedded in the ground and a bolt of lightning <laughs> strikes it like a lightning rod and the piece of earth that it was buried into <laughs> crumbles and an avalanche of rock <laughs> falls and falls and <laughs> hits a beach that you didn't notice before that's tucked into the cliff that's protected by a series of stones that are keeping the majority of the sea at bay. You grab your sister and point and the two of you begin to swim powerfully the way that you were taught by your family to reach that beach. And as you pull yourself up onto the sand, just kind of coughing, you hear those footsteps again. And two bare feet, giant bare feet with violet skin stop in front of you. Feet the size of sleds. And you follow them up, breathing heavily, and see standing above you a female giant of violet skin draped in a dark blue toga almost that like loosely is draped over her form. She has asymmetrical armor on, a piece of leather armor over one shoulder, um, but not one on the other. She has leather, dark leather bracelets that are kind of dark green with, with gold and silver. She's barefoot. And under one arm, she has a helmet that we would liken to like a Roman centurion helmet with a, a nose and, and eye holes, but then a fringe of dark, like dark purple horsehair that she has tucked underneath her arm. Her eyes are twin balls of what looks like lightning caught in a bottle. She has a completely shaved head. You can see like the dark shadow of what color her hair must be when it is not long. You can see various scars all across her. You can see one scar that seems to be right in the center of her chest, a large one that dips below her toga. And you can see white markings, symmetrical markings on her face, on her forehead, and on her cheekbones. And every time lightning strikes, poof, brighter. She just kind of looks at you. She doesn't look at Thora. She just looks at you, almost expectantly. I'm gonna take out the sword. Okay. And then, uh, I'm just gonna hold it. She turns, and she starts walking back up towards the beach, and you can see her entering a cave. She turns back, and she reaches the mouth, and jerks her head, indicating for you to follow. I'm gonna look at Thora, and then I'm gonna follow. And I'll follow behind him. Okay. You guys walk through the cave. It's wet, dank. The, the stalactites are dripping water. As you walk into a large cavern, you can see a stone crudely carved, like a throne carved out of the of, out of the stone, very crudely. She sits on it, kind of leaning forward. I am Ragia. You know my name. You've heard her name yeah. spoken in some of your dreams. I have not. No, right? you have not. I'm just gonna look at you. I've heard of you. She kind of stands. She kind of gestures with her hand, and a series of illusions almost seemingly made out of cloud appear between the two of you. And you can see you, the two of you, younger, slightly. And you can see Thora with a dagger to her throat and Caleb behind her. And you can see the stone pedestal with the words that you read. And we can hear the thoughts in your head. They echo through the cave. Keep me safe, keep her safe, and I will do whatever you wish. Slam your bloody hand upon the stone pedestal and the blood soaks within. And the clouds fall back turn into mist and then reform. And now it is just Thora's dead body on the ground. That strange winged creature with the mace that killed her just days ago, standing above her. I'm gonna immediately try and stab that thing. I'm gonna it, You it. kind of slice it and it turns into mist and it fades away. Ragia kind of looks down. You wished her safe. I gave you the tools to keep her safe, but tonight I shall grant her the tools to protect herself. 
She kind of looks up. Some of the cavern falls around Thora, not hitting her. Looking up, you can see the sky above and rain pouring down and a bolt of lightning and hits Thora. And as it fades away, you are standing there and she doesn't seem to be hurt, but electricity is just, just like emanating from her. And then fire and sand and then snow and then it fades away. I did not fulfill my end of the bargain. Consider it fulfilled now. She turns and walks back and sits down on her throne again. And what about my end? Powers have been given. In time tonight, I will give you one more, and it will only grow stronger within you. But know this, powers, these gifts do not come without a price. You agreed. You see this, the mist rise up again with your hand frozen, slapped against the stone. I judge you do not wish to lose these gifts. Shakes his head. You shall be my envoy, my soldier. You, she looks at you, Thora, shall be my herald. That is the price. She waves her hands and shapes start to form in the in the clouds. And you can see her. She looks younger. She has long, dark, beautiful, bl like black blue hair that falls past her shoulders. And she's wearing a white toga and like no armor. Long ago, I was a queen, a queen among my people, the storm giants. I led my people to prosperity. I fought many battles, won many victories. But more than anything, I had a vision of a future in which all giant kin united to claim their rightful place in the world. Giant kin are scattered, divided, leaderless. We are a shadow of what we once were, of the grand kingdom in which all giant kin were regarded as the true masters of the world. I wish to unite us again, to bring all giants storm, stone, frost, cloud, fire, and even the hill giants under one banner to strike against our ancient enemy and reclaim our place in the world. But my vision, my ambition, my future frightened those around me. The ignorant fear change. Complacency has taken hold of my people. I was usurped, cast out, left for dead. And you see shadowy figures plunge like a massive sword into her chest. The illusions. My only by joining with the storm that raged around my body could I survive. And so I slunk into exile. But my strength has returned. My resolve has only hardened. My dream shall be realized. You shall help me, Raiden and Thora Tempest. I have plans for the world, and these plans and preparations will take most of my time. But for these plans to work, I require allies. I require armies. I require my people. So, you're trying to take over the world. Is that what I'm picking up? I am trying to unite my people. Who's your enemy? There is much in this world you do not know that your gods neglected to tell you. Ancient histories, thousand-year wars, our rivalry with the dragons, as old as time, as old as our birth. I have enough influence to bring many prominent giants to my side. The large bulk of my people will wait to see the reactions of four giants of such renown and reputation that my campaign hinges upon them. She raises up a hand, points at you, Jade. You shall seek out these four in their various lairs, kingdoms, citadels, and you shall give them a choice. They may bend the knee and declare me the thundering queen, the queen of all giant kin, or they may die. You will offer them this choice once. They choose submission. You shall gift them with my thanks and my friendship. If they refuse, you shall gift them with my justice and bequeath my alliance to one of their ilk who seems more amenable to submission. This is your task, my soldier. You shall be my ambassador, my herald. She just kind of leans back and kind of looks at you expectantly, waiting for a response from either of you. I'm gonna look over at Thora. What's her reaction like? 
I think she seems like she's willing to do whatever because because of what happened in that cave. Like I, th I think when I saw that vision that I was like just way more on board. Like he, he still has his sword drawn and he puts it on the ground and kneels in front of his sword. Yeah. Storm giant. Thor's gonna kneel too. Rocket kind of stands and you see this faint smile crawl across her face. Know this, my soldiers. The giants I send you after are ancient, powerful. They have amassed quite a fortune amongst all of them. These powers I have given you will only grow stronger in time, but if you were to happen upon great treasures, I would not notice their disappearance. Noted. I shall give you the names then. I shall give you three. The fourth shall only be given when the other three are dealt with. She is the most important. She must be last. Seek these out when you wish, how you wish. I will give them the choice. If they choose allegiance, I will know. If they do not, I will know. And I will know the lieutenant that you have gifted their position to after you have removed their master's head. The first one is Bozif Twinshield, a fire giant and celebrated military mind. He dwells in the Fair Isle Archipelago. I require his tactician's mind and his military prowess. But he has many apprentices and sons and daughters who have been taught his ways. He is not invaluable, should he refuse. The next is Severa Severa, a frost giant chieftainess, dwells in a glacial palace in the pallid wastes. She is power incarnate, a great warrior, renowned amongst the giant kin. The third is Oblako Nebova, the richest giant in all of Vale, a cloud giant of immense wealth and influence. He dwells in his kingdom of Dvoris Vaisori, the last hovering city of the cloud giants, which hovers high above the black valley of Mraith. Bring them into the fold, my soldiers, or bring me someone worthy of their position, and you will have a place in my world, as will all those you care for. Thora, I would speak with Raiden alone. There is a bolt of lightning. <laughs> and you wake up, Raiden. And when I wake are... up, he's still asleep. Mm -hmm. Raiden, you stand alone with Rakya. She walks over and kneels down and just looks at you, and you can hear of the lightning in her eyes. Can you do this for me? You bet your ass. She just grins, this slightly unsettling almost wild grin. She hot? Ah, sure. Yeah. I think so, but in kind of a, oh, she'll kill you kind of way. Hell yeah. Kinky. Sorry. You blink and you are standing back on the cliff. She reaches down and picks up the pipe like it's a fucking toothpick, tosses it to you, catch it. And as she kind of stands there, her whole essence just turns into the storm. She becomes a cloud and a crackling electric energy and she rise into the sky. And as you kind of stand there and look up, you see for a very brief moment her face in the clouds. You wake up and see Thora kind of looking at you. And you are all- I just had the craziest dream. You were in it. And you can see your two friends sitting, reading a little book, and Layla and Doc getting to, getting to their feet. Good morning. And you can just <laughs> off in the distance, moving away from you, see dark storm clouds. This is Caitlin. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 14th episode of Adventures in Questing. Last week, we launched a giveaway to celebrate reaching 10,000 downloads, which is incredible. And thank you so much for all of the support. 
Um, in order to enter the giveaway, just check out our social media accounts. It has all of the info on how to enter and all of that jazz over there. So make sure to check that out. Follow us on Twitter at ADV Inquesting and on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures in Questing. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if you're a fan of the show, tell a friend or tell a dog. And we'll see you next time on Adventures in Questing.